Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to this backtrack episode of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. You know, in the backtrack episode, we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep on it. In this episode, we're going to be digging in deep on retired advertising icons of the Gen X era. Nice. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of them out there that were used to represent brands we knew and loved. Uh, Some have evolved. Some of them have just flat gone away. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them have died. Yes, they have. True (laughs) enough. Before we get into that, though, we're going to jump into what is always my favorite part of the show, which is fourth listener email. And the first one is from fourth listener Chad. Okay. And Chad says, Hey guys, I wanted to thank you for doing the show on the Choose Your Own Adventure books. That was actually Chad's suggestion, (laughs) and we did a whole backtrack about Gen X kids' books, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you're very welcome. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. We should be thanking you you, other way around. (laughs) Uh, He said it was really cool to hear an episode that I inspired. Uh, And then he references the recent backtrack we did on discontinued snacks and candy. Mm, And he said, Oh, the big Oreos are back, but now called the most stuff. I've seen them in Target. Oh, (laughs) yay. I get to have a heart attack. Woohoo. He's close. I'll tell you that the most stuff are still the size of an Oreo, but super fat with like 17 times the cream filling. Remember the big, uh, the big stuff or whatever they were called. Yeah, Yeah, the big, big big stuff Oreos were actually larger. They were like moon pie sized. So fair enough, Chad, you can get the flavor of that giant big stuff Oreo, but it's still not as big as a big stuff. Although you can get all the same fat and calories that you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really when it comes down to it. That's all that That, That's really what you're looking for. That's right. He said, of course, that made me think of the white stuff song by Weird Al. Was that like Backstreet uh, Boys uh, off of yeah, the right uh, stuff or something? Yeah, yeah uh, of course. No, yeah. New Kids on the Block. Is it, oh, I'm sorry. No, George knows his yeah, boy bands. Uh, I, I defer to you, George, on your bands, boy band expertise. <laughs> well, they were no Weezer, but you know. They were not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad, for writing in. We have a second fourth listener email, this time from Rick. And Rick says, uh, first of all, first, I want to thank John for eliminating my free time with Lemmings and Slidey. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'll tell you, John, you get a reputation here. Yeah, I'm yeah a little you. time waster. He says, at least Lemmings has its own self-timer. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he then goes on to reference the discontinued snacks and candy episode as well. He said that episode reminded him of those strange multi-packs of food you used to have. And he had sent a picture along, which you can't see, of course, but it's, you know, picture like the the small packs of cereal and they were oh, shrink yeah. wrapped you know oh, like yeah. to 20 different ones yeah they still had those yeah. and like eight were good and then the rest of them you didn't want yes yes yep. he, he <laughs> says that he goes on to say the cereals potato chips candy bars and others he can't remember but they were always good ones and then the duds nobody wanted to eat yep yep <laughs> he said my parents used to hold out till all the packs were gone so like he had eat the crappy ones before <laughs> you get the good ones again uh, and he also he said i forgot to mention in the cereal you were supposed to be able to eat the cereal in the box and use it as a bowl you poured the milk in yeah Never worked. Because it was like wax paper. 
inside. Yeah, I tried it a few times. It I was have too. It, it never worked it well. It served as a wonderful mess, but it really never served yeah. as a bowl. Yeah. We still actually sold those at our grocery store that we recently sold. And we actually, because people hated some of the cereal so bad, we had to break apart and sell the boxes individually on the show. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah. People were like, I only want the Apple Jacks. Get rid of those corn puffs. Like, I don't okay. want the Cocoa Puffs. Get rid of those. Yeah. Right? Actually, the stuff you didn't want was usually like the checks or the, the, the healthy ones. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't want Muslix. Yeah. Why would I want that? <laughs> what the hell? So both Chad and Rick, thank both of you for writing in. Uh, as our fourth listeners, we always appreciate to hear from you. And if you are listening and have something you want to talk to us about or comment on a past episode, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and we'll read you right here on the show. Yep. With that, though, I say it's time to get into these retired advertising icons. In the valley of the jolly, oh, 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 green giant. Every year at the Valley Fair, they judge green giant niblets corn against all comers, and niblets corn always wins the green ribbon. You know, working at broadcasting for as long as I have, I've seen more than my fair share of commercials and, of course, <laughs> consuming the television that we did growing up. And you couldn't fast forward back in the day. We saw more than our fair share of commercials mm-hmm. as well. And a tried and true method of having people remember your brand is to have you know a mascot or a representative icon, not mm-hmm. just a random celebrity, but somebody that you associate with that brand. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we started with the idea for this backtrack. The idea initially was, hey, think of all the animals that have been mascots. So we're going to talk about those first. But then we realized in doing research, there's so many more iconic oh, yeah. representatives yeah. that we want to cover all of them. So we kind of expanded the scope here. Uh, so why don't we kick it off with the animals that we that used to represent the brands that we knew and loved. The brands may still be around, but the animals no longer are associated with them. Any that come to mind right away? One of the classics, Spud McKenzie. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? He was on his more than his fair share of Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the funny thing about that one is, I mean, all I remember from the commercials was just just like some scene with a dog in it. Yeah. Like he wasn't doing anything. He was always like at the beach surfing or something. It it was more, the party was around him. Right. Well, I worked at a place that produced billboards at the time when he was really popular. And I remember the billboards of him on a surfboard in the water mm -hmm. and, you know, Bud Light this and that. Yep. Yeah. He was big for that kind of, it was all supposed to be action shots. That was the mandate that came down. Everything he was doing had to be something active because they were trying to portray the brands at the time as being active. Active. Well, Bud Light is very, active beer of oh, course yeah, of yeah. Course. <laughs> it was he, he was the original party animal right mm-hmm. that's what yep. he said yep yeah he started the late well in mid to late 80s there was and more than just the ads there was plush toys and oh, t-shirts yeah, he just everywhere he became something people wanted outside of the brand they wanted the mm-hmm. mascot and then he was retired in 89 okay partially because mothers against drunk driving alleged that this cute puppy was aimed at marketing to kids well that, most of the yeah, yeah debatable yeah. but I mean, there's been plenty of those brands out there that have done that kind of thing in the past, Yeah, yeah. We'll probably touch on more of those too, but so no longer around. So another animal, another dog while we're on the topic. What about the Taco Bell dog? Of course. Yeah. Yokieto Taco Bell. Little doggy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that dog had a name? No. Really? Yeah. It was a Taco Bell dog? Uh, It was a Taco Bell dog. That's true. The dog's name was Gidget. Really? Really? Did they say that in a commercial or that was just his name offset? Uh, I don't don't think they ever said, hey, Gidget. I don't know. 
Okay. So no. <laughs> he represented Taco Bell from 93 all the way to 2004. Really? Wow. That yep. long? Wow. I didn't yep. think he made it that far. I say he, it was a she, so Gidget. I apologize, Gidget. She <laughs> was also popular outside of the brand. There was plush figures and toys and t-shirts. Little bobbleheads. That's what I remember the most. I remember the bobbleheads. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you could get them at Taco Bell. I think it just became its own marketing thing. They people wanted the dog. Mm-hmm. And so everybody remembers Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. there were in other campaigns, she had other phrases too. Do you remember any of the others? I don't. Mm, nah. Can't okay, so do. there was one, when they introduced the Chalupa, she would oh. go, drop the Chalupa. Drop, drop the Chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, another new product, Gorditas, she did, Viva Gorditas was another from the Taco Bell dog. <laughs> yeah, those were, I can see why I don't remember those now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yo Quiero, I get, but the rest of it, yeah. Eh. Yeah, okay. So uh, here's one that's kind of borderline. It's an animal, but it was a stuffed animal. Somebody correct me when I say the Duracell bunny is no longer around. <gasps> you do me the Energizer bunny? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know this till I was doing research. So everybody knows the Energizer Bunny. He keeps okay, going, right? keeps going, it keeps going. Yeah. The Energizer Bunny was a spoof on the Duracell Bunny. What? I actually remember those commercials. Do you? Yeah, I, I didn't. Don't. Wow. That blew Duracell my mind. had a commercial where they used to have all these toy bunnies in a row, all banging a drum. Okay. I remember. I thought it was a monkey that was clapping his cymbals. No, and then one by one, the other bunnies would stop. And the only right. one that was still going was Duracell Bunny. Got it. Okay. So to riff off of that, Energizer said, well, hey, we'll be a bunny that does more than that. He keeps going beyond that commercial. He was actually like parodying Duracell. Right. And Energizer was smart enough to trademark the bunny. And so <laughs> oh, Duracell smart. had to drop it. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the first Energizer ones was they showed something that looked like the Duracell commercial. Yeah. And then it would do like a split screen. You see this bunny that was like twirling its things. And yeah, he's going nuts. He was a band leader. He was and, not yeah. just a drum bunny. Yeah. This is just the other bunnies just hitting the drum. So who knew? The Duracell Bunny is what the Energizer Bunny started as. I smart it blew my mind. So that somebody deserved a raise for that one. That was well, a good and idea. they switched so. the drum position too because the drums from the Duracell weren't they like he was the drum was on the bottom. They were going up down, but then the Energizer Bunny it's like the one that he carries sides, on his yeah. chest boom, and it's boom. hitting it on the sides. Right? Wow, George, you really know your bunnies. Yeah, you're well, not I, I think that's what I remember. <laughs> I was happy that I remembered that there was a drum involved. Right? Yeah, that's, the, that's detail I didn't have in my brain. <laughs> All right, so how about, how many licks does it take to get to the middle of a Tootsie Pop? Anybody remember? Mr. Al. <laughs> That's right, yep. The world will never know. They will never know. <laughs> yes, they will. It takes three. Three. Yep. Three, one, three in one bite. Two, three, crunch. <laughs> three. Yeah, was, I love the way he did the one, two, three, though. It was one, two, three, three. Yep. <laughs> and he hands it back. It's a little empty Man. stick. That was awesome. You said it perfectly. All the inflections. I mean, we yeah. heard it so many times growing up. <laughs> it's like you transported me. <laughs> Do you guys remember Morris the cat? Yes. Oh, yeah. The, like, uh, nine, nine lives. lives. Right. Yeah. Little orange kitty cat. I just love that because the, all they did was have a cat laying there and you hear like the thought <laughs> bubbles. Basically, he's like, oh, it's making me food. I'm not going to like it. Because you know, he was it's, finicky. It's, was yeah, his he's thing, so right? Yeah. I know it's going to be. Yep. Now, here's an interesting thing about Morris the cat. Do you know he was a rescue cat? Oh, they found good. Him in a shelter. Nice. Ever since then, every cat that replaced him has been a rescue cat. Nice. Huh. That's good. Well, you know, in his character, it felt like they were kind of modeling him after Garfield of the time, right? Because Garfield was really popular in comics at that time, and he was the finicky cat who well, was he grumpy. Came, but actually, he started in 68. I wonder so if that I was he before Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, that's probably, so yeah. He, pre- he predated Garfield. Maybe Jim huh. Davis stole him from the cat food company. That's okay. But oh, here's <laughs> one that I always, even as a kid, thought was really weird was Charlie the Tuna. 
Is that a? I don't. That's not an animal. That's gonna go in a different category. He's a fish. It? Yeah, he's, he's a fish. fish. Yeah, he's but he's a cartoon animals. fish. Well, it's okay, so Mr. Owl's a cartoon owl. That's yeah. fair. Okay, fair enough. All right, all right. But anyway, the thing I always thought was weird is that he wanted to become canned tuna. Right. And that's creepy. I never down. thought about that before. He did. <laughs> he wanted in the can. He was all about the cannibalism, wasn't he? And a hook will come down and say, sorry, Charlie. He would yeah. He would jump on the... Fi- oh, my God. I never that's realized right. that he, he was a suicidal tuna. Yeah. He said, but he said the whole thing was... Oh, like my only- childhood. It's ruined. <laughs> they only picked the best tuna. And he wanted and so to be Charlie the was best garbage, tuna. so he, he was, was garbage fish. Like his life aspiration was to become somebody's sandwich. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that what we all want, to become yeah, a sandwich? I, uh, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe. I guess so. <laughs> that might just be you, sir. <laughs> Now here's one I also I remember from a kid and I don't know why so much the Exxon Tiger. Mm, yeah, right. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was wasn't he before the Tony the Tiger too, wasn't he? he don't don't know. I don't know. I'm not I, I, don't, he have, was. I, don't, I don't have my mascot timeline, I'm not sure, but I definitely remember him. <laughs> I remember seeing like the Exxon signs like in the street and they have like a tiger mm-hmm. around it and that kind of stuff and that sort of just disappeared. He was so symbolic that I remember sometimes I, I saw signs where it was just a tiger tail like hanging from behind the sign right, to suggest right. that the tiger was. was there. Yeah, that's right. Well, and wasn't well it enough. that Exxon gas makes your car purr? Was that part of the whole spiel for him? Uh, or roar. Or roar. Yeah. If it wasn't, like it should have been. That makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah. So one that I enjoyed when I was a kid in school, mm-hmm. especially like commercials they would run and this carried over into, they brought uh, characters into uh, my school was McGruff the Crime Dog. Remember oh, him? Yeah. Take a Take bite out of crime. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> in the afternoon cartoons, they would do like a public service analysis with using him. I always wanted him to do like the, like an old Maltese Falcon Humphrey Bogart kind of movie where he had the thought bubble kind of. <laughs> That's overlaid. what he looked like. But yeah. he was that. He, he was like a 50s crime sleuth. Yeah. 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 Take a butt out of crime, see? <laughs> <laughs> you mug. <laughs> Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Bar? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three. <laughs> Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The Quad Hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20. That's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. I mean, I know there's probably even more animals that we did not even think about, but we're going to get into some of the cartoon ones because those, for some reason, just really stick to my head. Do you guys remember the Jolly Green Giant? Ho, ho, remember, ho. he's not... He can't be gone. I still see him on the labels. Is he? Yeah. He? He's like still on the labels. I don't know about in the current. Now, Sprout's got to be dead. They should have <laughs> killed that little son of a bitch long time ago. I hated that little guy. He's Freaking cute. Sprout. I don't remember seeing him in a commercial in forever. 
I don't think he's been Green in a commercial, giant. but I mean, he's still on the label of the can, I think. I don't remember seeing a commercial for canned foods in I don't know how long. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You used to see green beans, buy them at your local grocer. And now there's no reason to have the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, I think the only one I've seen in the that's last weird. 10 years was like bird's eye vegetables. Yeah, maybe. And that guy's yeah. just too weird to be a mascot or icon. Yeah, I used to see Green Giant all the time. But now when do you advertise that anymore? They're not you're advertising the latest phones and movies. And, and stuff like and hmm. you know he had probably one of the more iconic catchphrases as well yeah oh ho, ho. green, green giant, giant. Yeah. That's right. We all know it. <laughs> it worked. Okay, let's see if you guys remember this one. Punchy. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? How about a nice Hawaiian punch? He was the one that looked like the little, like the little troll doll, right? Is yeah. Sort of he, had the, yeah. he had the big floppy hat that had like a fringe on it. Yeah. Yeah, he was the mascot for Hawaiian punch. And, and the fact that we all knew exactly what he said, oh God, these things work so well. I know. <laughs> but also, I mean, here's like a guy who's like basically a sadist, right? That's running around hoping people say Hawaiian punch so he can right. hit so Right. right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Is he, he and Charlie the Tuna went to the same school of icons. Did they? Okay. <laughs> I've got one. The mascot's still around, but no longer represents what he used to represent. All so right. we all know Snoopy from yeah, Peanuts. Of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know where you're going. Okay. Yeah. For 30 years, he represented MetLife, the That's insurance right. company. He was huge. 30 years. Yeah. Wow. They discontinued that in 2016. Wow. I still remember the blimp well, with the big Snoopy why. on it. I mean, he was pretty good. Well, I have a suggestion of why. Okay. MetLife had to pay the estate of Charles Schultz between 10 and $15 million per year Woo! to use Snoopy. Per year Holy to use cow. Snoopy as the mascot. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it worked for him, but sure, my but God, they realized, hey, you know what? Maybe we stop paying 10 to $15 million. We're not making as much money anymore, so we're kind of done with Snoopy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do you remember Pizza Hut Pete? Yep. No. I don't remember that one. I don't remember Pizza Hut Pete. He's like a little chef, little Italian chef. He would be on the boxes. He was on the oh, signs. okay. Now I'm with you. You with me? Yep, I'm with you now. In, in the kids' meals, there was a hand puppet of Pizza Hut yep. Pete. Remember him? I remember there that There we now. go. That was right around the same time that Pizza Inn was a brand. Too. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. Throughout the 70s, uh, he was basically destroyed by the early 80s in favor of celebrity endorsement deals. Uh, some people also think that maybe because of the kind of Italian stereotype of an Italian mm, chef. I mean, sure, uh, because Italians are chefs. I mean, that's nobody one, minds for Chef RD though. So. Right. Yeah. I he guess never not. talked. If he did, they probably would give him some horrendous Italian accent. That <laughs> yeah. Some very right. offensive <laughs> accent. Sure. So Pizza Hut Pete was good. And uh, while we're talking the possibility of offensive ones, <laughs> do you guys remember... <laughs> The Frito Bandito? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I do. So you would only have seen it. it. It was gone by the time most of us were old enough to watch advertising. It ran from like the late 60s to the early 70s, gone by like 72. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, sounded a lot like Speedy Gonzalez. So. Obviously, he was for Fritos. Right. Uh, and he was kind of like the Hamburglar. You know, he was always stealing your Fritos. Oh, okay. He was very kind of stereotypical. In fact, the, it mentioned he was more or less Speedy Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. He was that same kind of accent, the same kind of voice. It was actually voiced by Mel Blanc. Oh, oh the really? same guy? Oh, well, well, that makes sense then, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to steal your Fritos. But again, as we, you know, society became more politically correct and socially conscious, Fritos was like, yeah, maybe we don't maybe have this offensive do character <laughs> running around stealing stuff. So yeah. he did. Well, <laughs> hey, talk about bad idea cartoon is a uh, Joe Camel. Yeah. You know, it never bothered me that much. I mean, I was a kid and I didn't feel compelled to smoke cigarettes based on Joe Camel. <laughs> I did think he was cool, but Oh, there you go. That's half you're halfway there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> 
They changed him <laughs> quite a bit, though, too. Like in the 80s, they really tried to make him hip and modern. That's when he really got into trouble. They went a different direction with the character. I know because my father smoked camel cigarettes for years and years and years and years. And it was he claimed because during their original advertising, they were one of the few unfiltered cigarettes. Yeah. And okay. they filters apparently were where too, they felt had all the stuff added into it and everything. Right. All the, the cancer stuff's in the filter. Right. I, in the, I thought the filter was supposed to filter out. That's what a filter is. <laughs> nope. That adds fiberglass and tar. Are, apparently oh i see so, oh, okay yeah, yeah it, i always uh, thought he looked creepy personally but that's just me. oh he's definitely creepy and he had the big controversy of looking like a penis there for a while oh, that yeah. was a big deal yeah it <laughs> was a big deal i yeah, remember that yeah. was like mid to yeah, late 80s right. we were all snickering yeah. about that yeah <laughs> and, and i put joe camel on the list because i mean he's actually still kind of around but they pulled like all of the camelness out of him he's so much more anthropomorphized mm-hmm. he's less camel and more person now he's kind of just like a guy with a camel face <laughs> Whereas before, which again is really creepy. He's still there. He still used very, not obviously you thought he was gone. He's rarely used, but he's used in very small doses. And he, they really toned back the camel thing, the cartoony part of it mm-hmm. to make it not appeal to kids because that was the criticism. Well, yeah. and I guess too, huh. there's a lot of places like you're not allowed to advertise cigarettes on TV anymore and stuff. Right. So we don't see yeah, so you much, see it much so. less. Yeah, yeah, right. Not only has he changed, not only is he not around as much, but where do you see the advertising? Must, you know, billboards or something, right? Right. It certainly is a big bond. <laughs> It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? My opinion, some of the best advertising icons were real people. Yeah. Uh, cartoons are cool. Like celebrities, you mean? or Well, not necessarily celebrities. I mean, you got the whole Joe Namath coffee maker type people and stuff. But I mean, like right. actors who then portrayed characters that oh, the were characters the mean. icons. Oh, 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 so oh the characters. live action people. Yeah, yeah. long term yeah. representing them brand. Gotcha. So throw a couple at us. What do you mean? Well, one of my early recollections is Madge, the Paul Mall oh, yeah. lady. Oh, right. You're right? soaking you in it. You're soaking your fingers yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And I don't know how long she did that, but I remember her from a very young age. And what was Madge? Was she a was she a she manicurist was, she was a nail, or a I guess nail, I, yeah, she like a nail salon person, right? Yeah, okay. And so yeah, exactly. I'm sure your manicurist would soak your fingers in dishwashing liquid, but <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, no, you remember? You don't know. I mean, I've never had a manicure, but you go there and you see they've got their little fingers sitting in the bowl all that time. I don't know what's in that damn bowl. It could be palm olive. <laughs> could be palm olive. I well, don't hey, know. okay. How about this one? He won't like it. He doesn't like anything. Mikey. Mikey, Mikey likes it. He likes it. He likes it. He likes it. Yep. Good old Mikey. Like, I only remember that one commercial he was in, but they ran the hell out of it. Did they do more commercials? I think they just did variants of the exact same commercial. Yeah, I think variants of the same commercial. I wonder what Maybe. happened to that poor guy. Because you know he never lived that shit down. <laughs> like, he's yeah, 30 I mean, years old and people are coming up to him right. if they recognize Mikey, him. Mikey, my, hey, I changed my name to Butch. Cut it right. out. I'm not Mikey. <laughs> Let me show you what I like now. Come here. But you know, yep. he probably made so much money doing that. Do you think so? I bet he didn't make anything. I bet he made nothing. Really? I, yeah, I doubt it. It was probably a throw. Who would have known that would have become a big deal? Well, and not just that, but the contracts back then and everything, they were not yeah. good for the people portraying <laughs> yeah. them. And he wasn't a celebrity. And it was a commercial. Right. It yeah. wasn't like it was a syndication rights for your commercial. I bet yeah. he got a one-time fee and that was it. You're probably right. Do you guys right. remember the, yep. um, the urban legend around him that apparently he died from Pop Rocks and carbonated soda? I do remember oh that. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot that until you said it. That does ring yeah. a bell. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true, but still. What about, I forget the, not I forget the product so this one didn't work very well but i remember the it was like a life alert bracelet or something 
remember that I fall and I can't get oh, up late? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's what it was. It was life alert. Yep. Life alert thing. Yeah. I can't think of anything that's been made fun of more than It's that. been parodied so oh many different God. times. I fall yep. and I can't get up. Yeah. yeah. So you push a little button on your necklace and, yep. and Superman shows up or something. And it's you, a right? damn shame that it was ridiculed so well because it really was a product designed to save people's lives. But yeah, I mean, it just never lived that down. To this day, they still run commercials where somebody's fallen and they, but it's not that same lady anymore. It's not the same line. Sure. But. Well, let me tell you, when, when my grandmother was elderly, we got her a, it wasn't that brand, it wasn't Life Alert, but it was basically, you know, it was a necklace that she could push. It would trigger mm-hmm. the cell signal, whatever. And we said, hey, where is your, I fallen and I can't get up necklace. That's right. what we called it. We didn't call it the brand. So we called it that poor lady that fell down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> now, speaking of old ladies, oh. one of my favorites of all time, Wendy's, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Oh my gosh. Oh, I like loved her. She became a celebrity. She did. I, I know her name. Do you guys know her name? No, I don't remember her name. No. Clara Peller. Clara oh. Peller. Wow. Yep. You know, that's appropriate. I could see her as a Clara. Yeah. Clara yeah. Peller. And she did many commercials. Get the manager on the phone. Let me talk to him. Right. The beef? Oh, Talking I on the phone, right? That one. Yeah. They did so yep. many different versions of that. I bet you that was more like a Mikey, like a one-off, just funny. And it right. hit big and they started doing more and more. Because I remember seeing her like on talk shows and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. she'd say like, say your line. And she'd say the line yeah. and everyone would go nuts. Well, and you yeah. know, it was funny because the very first commercial that she starred in, she wasn't the only old lady there. There were three there were ladies three total. Yeah. Two ladies standing beside her. Right. Yeah. And well, she was off to the side. There was another lady in the middle that it looked like oh, really? she was going to be the focus. Yeah, she was just off to the side like on the right side of your screen and but she was the one that grabbed everybody's attention where's the beef yep. where's the beef do you guys remember Burles and james okay first off let me take a step back do you guys remember wine coolers <laughs> <laughs> yes every high schooler's introduction to alcohol in the 80s were yeah, wine coolers uh, yeah right? i think those went away though right for the most part i would guess I gotta say, you could still get them somewhere. Well, no, now it's hard lemonade. Now it's not a wine cooler, right? Yeah, it's not wine cooler. You can still get a fruity alcoholic drink, but it's something else. So weren't these the two deadpan guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. One guy didn't speak, and the other guy did, and he was very deadpan about the whole thing. And he always say, "Thank you for your thank you for your support or your support." Yeah. Thank you for your support. That's right. (laughs) It was was basically the Jay and Silent Bob of wine coolers. I remember one where they were like standing like up to their knees in a right. like, the grape wine that they've yeah. been stepping on. In like yeah. a cranberry bog or something like that. That's right. It was a cranberry thing because that was when they introduced their new cranberry flavor. Right. Yep. yep. You got yeah, it. I remember that. Thank one. you for your support. Remember the, I don't know who it was, but the time to make the donuts guy, was that Dunkin' Donuts oh, or? God, Dunkin' Donuts. donuts. Krispy Kreme or who is that? No, no Dunkin', Dunkin donuts. donuts. Yep. And it's, yeah. the, it's the little guy, he had to get up early in the morning. Yep. Yep. And all he just to make the donuts. Best one was when he He's going in and out on several days. And then that one time he opens the door and he's also walking in. And he's like, time to make the donuts. He, he, he runs into the donuts. I made the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. You get the idea that they did a commercial and they're like, oh my God, we hit gold. Yeah. Yep. And just kept Let's it just going. Keep, keep digging. Keep yep. digging. Yeah. Yep. That was awesome. All right. Here's one that I remember as a kid like, constantly. Mr. Whipple. Oh, oh, the Charmin rep. Charmin. Yep. Yeah. Please don't yeah. squeeze the Charmin. Yeah. Yep. You know, we were talking about the ones that hit, hit it big accidentally or whatever. Mr. Whipple, over 500 commercials what? in two decades. Wow. 
He yes. filmed 500 individual that commercials. Career, wow. That was his career. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, he had a contract. I guarantee you that guy. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Wow. I hope he made tons of money. Absolutely. Yep. He deserved every dime they paid him and more. He would always be there and somebody was, they all wanted to feel how soft it was. That was the yep. point. Mr. Whipple was there and he'd come up and go, hey, don't squeeze the Charmin. But yeah. they all right. wanted to. And it did the opposite effect. I know I went into stores and squeezed it. <laughs> Absolutely. You did. Has anybody yeah. ever squeezed some Charmin? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> of course you have. And those stupid bears that came out later, those are so terrible compared to him. He was so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that I like thing, you know, do, Does a bear shit in the woods? Yes, and he was <laughs> Charmin. He does, and he was a Charmin. <laughs> it would have still been better if, like, the bears would have been in the woods and then Mr. Whipple would have stuck out from behind the tree. Don't squeeze the Charmin or something like that. That would have been funny. See, they should make a cartoon Mr. Whipple and replace the Charmin bears. Yes. I want him back. I'm, I want I'm him all back. down for that. I know Absolutely. the actor has passed, but yeah, yeah, I want him back. We talked about Joe Camel, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a real life Joe Camel. Remember the Marlboro Man? Oh, oh yeah. God. Right. Wow. That he huge iconic poster that was on uh, Sunset Boulevard for decades. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. the one on uh, Times Square in New York that used to actually blow smoke out. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, really? (laughs) He's he's basically the most interesting man in the world, but for cigarettes, right? He was like super cool and rugged. But he was just a cowboy, though, right? He always had to be a cowboy. Yeah. He was a cowboy. It was the same guy. It was the same guy for years, right? And he didn't say anything. He was just there. He was just iconic. He was in print ads, pretty much. Well, well, yeah, because you couldn't advertise on TV anymore. So Did did he he die of lung cancer or something? I think he did, actually. I heard that. I don't know if it's true, but I remember the urban legend, at least. Man, poor guy. Let's say he did. Let's make it a fact. <laughs> let's, let's just make it a fact. Let's say is that that's the true. new show we're doing. Let, that's that's a true. New podcast. Let's make it let's a fact. Say, we say it and it happened. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Come on. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. There it is. So we talked about the time to make the donuts guy a minute ago, and he was constantly mm-hmm. overworked. Right. You remember the mascot uh, or character, I should say, who was never getting any work? Hmm. Yep, I do. It's the Maytag repairman. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah, he was always so lonely. He's always so lonely. Because Maytag is so reliable, yep. he never had any work. He was he, he should have <laughs> helped the fucking donuts is what he should have done <laughs> in his spare time. Which, by the way, was bullshit, because those things break down all the fucking time. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the poor Maytag. Maytag repairman. Yep. He was always like, never anything to do. Just to get a genius in that, though, for that as an advertising It's a great scheme. idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. It's like, yeah, here's a repair guy. He's just so bored because our stuff never breaks. I mean, it's like the right message and everything. Wasn't there one where he was sticking his head out of one of the washing machines at one point? I vaguely have that in my head. Like, he pops out of the washing machine when they open up the door or something. Was he trying to break it so he'd have work? I or? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to go home with him when they bought the machine. I don't know. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> no wonder he's not around anymore. Right? He's sneaking yeah. home with people. How did he die? <laughs> uh, rinse cycle. <laughs> oh, terrible. But true. It's a fact. It happened. Make it a fact. I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. See? Protect yourself with Life Call, and you're never alone. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book-focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. 
Talk to you guys soon. We've talked about like people and animals and, and characters, but some of the ones that we came up with in our research for this, they didn't fit into any category. Yeah, they were just- I don't know what the hell these things were. Things. <laughs> <laughs> just, they're whatever the hell they were. So the first one is Milton the Toaster, an anthropomorphized talking toaster. What the hell did he hawk? Pop-Tarts. Well, but not Pop-Tarts, breakfast pastries. Uh, Kellogg's Bird Breakfast Pastries. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so you talk to the toaster and say, hey, you know, toast my toaster pastries, and he would. I don't think I want to eat something that pops out of some toaster's that's right. belly that's talking to me. That's just creepy. Take this hot pastry from my head and eat it, child. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, we're headed that way with smart appliances, man. It's not going to be that long before your toaster's talking right? to you. It's talking to you. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So discontinued. Uh, rumor is Kellogg's got complaints because the commercial featured a little girl giving Milton a hug. Oh. So what's wrong with and that? And it seems that parents didn't want their kids, like, hugging hot appliances, I guess. Okay, oh. now, again, <laughs> if, if your child <laughs> is so dumb I love as you, to toaster. hug a toaster... Right. I mean... Maybe natural selection steps in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that's a scar that will remind them for the rest of their lives about not to do yeah. stupid things. You know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Real talk. Real talk. Right. Real talk. My grandmother told me that when I was a child, Uh-oh. I burned my lips because I wanted to kiss the baby in the toaster. What the hell? The baby was in a toaster, you weirdo. <laughs> it was my reflection. My own reflection. Oh, my God. You oh. are. How are you still alive? Wow. How is that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But yes, you are geez. a special child. Real talk. I, I blame Milton the toaster. Okay. I don't know what's more disturbing, that story or the fact that you started it off with real talk because you're way too right. old and white to be saying real talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get it, girlfriend. Let's move on. <laughs> no, that's not any better. Peace, as you said several times. Let's. <laughs> so here's here's. I don't know what the hell this was. It wasn't a toaster or anything. Do you remember Mister Zip? I don't even want to know what he was. No, I don't want to know what he was selling. You know, he's not a zipper, George. Okay, it's okay. It's not, he's, that's, he's not a zipper. Uh, that was the guy from the uh, the post office. That's right. When they introduced zip codes. Yeah, that's yes. right. He's always running around. Okay, so that had to be Mo that would remember that because zip codes have been around so long that only he would have been born before <laughs> they were around. Yeah. yeah. My zip code was one. <laughs> <laughs> so in a time before zip codes, when they introduced them, Mr. Zip was there to convince you that those five digits would help get the mail faster. So he uh, zipped around really fast. Yeah, because there were people who would not put zip codes on envelopes. They wouldn't put it on there because I go, you know what? My mail always got there fine, and so I don't need <laughs> zip codes. And so Mr. Zip was there to convince you it made it zippier. Yep. Huh. Yeah. He was unveiled in 62 and wow. pretty much phased out by the time we hit the 80s. Okay. So he was really early in. You could still see him on some like collectible stamps until 86, but that's it. He's pretty much gone. How did I wow. miss the post office commercials trend that was Mr. Zip? I have no idea. Uh, because you were just... born in 72 and he was gone. <laughs> I was born in 71. Oh, sorry. Begging your pardon, Captain 71. (laughs) Give me my props. Well, I know you're young, but uh, real talk, real talk. Born in 71. (laughs) (laughs) I got a real talk now. All right, guys, let's let's make it real. Let's Let's talk about the cool spot. Oh, Jesus. The cool spot. That's real. <laughs> what okay. the hell was he? Nothing, right? Yeah, it was not. It was a nothing. He's a dot with sneakers and He was and just hands. a dot on the 7-Up can, and he, you know, he yep. came to life somehow like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know. And he just bounced around <laughs> stuff. 
Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rudolph was always alive. No, Rudolph wasn't yes. always. That's a fake Rudolph thing. is a reindeer. He's fake. You're thinking yeah, the snowman. Reindeers are Rudolph the snowman. real. <laughs> Rudolph was not real. There's no reindeer Rudolph with a real. glowing nose running around carrying okay. Santa's sleigh. That's right. And, and it's, we couldn't play the reindeer game. To be <laughs> calm, man. Have a heart. <laughs> so the cool spot was, the, you're right. He was the the red circle between the seven and the up and the logo. Right. And he came to life. Yeah. And not only was the he mascot, uh, he came up in 87. He was in video games. Games that's that you could right get. there was yeah. there was a, there was a cool like a super nintendo game yeah. and, yep oh man we gotta get wow. there's another one of those we gotta get mc murr to review that game or something <laughs> i can't believe he hasn't yet yeah i just haven't watched it jeez <laughs> i think i saved the best slash worst for last <laughs> the best slash worst <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear so this. Of the advertising icons, maybe the most annoying one to me, anyway, the Noid. Oh, oh my God. The Pizza Noid. Domino's Pizza. That's right. The little elf in the red pajamas jumpsuit. I don't know piece what of it crap was. Thing. I don't know what so it was. So, what is he? Exactly. Right. So, he basically was a guy in a red suit with, like, for some reason, like rabbit ears. Yeah, or something? big floppy yeah. ears. It was weird. And it was claymation, right? Didn't they do it? Kind of well, sometimes cartoons, sometimes cartoons, cartoons claymation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his entire goal in life was to destroy pizzas. Yep. That's that was his whole thing. Yeah. And so Dom- only Domino's could avoid the Noid and get, avoid a, the noid. You know, get a pizza to your house before the Noid got it or wow. made it cold or smashed it or crushed it against the box or flipped it upside down. I don't know what I don't know what he did to him, but he tried to destroy well, them. And, you know, I always wondered about that because I get pizzas a lot, especially during that era, you know, just moving out of the house and you didn't know how to cook yet. But I never got a bunch of pizzas that were smashed all together. But I always saw it in commercials and on TV shows and stuff. They open up the box and the lid had smashed the pizza on the top. Was that something that happened quite often? Because I don't remember it being a thing. They added the little... Yeah. Yeah, so they had a little, little table, little table, table thing, right. yeah. table thing <laughs> to yeah, add it. But, but let me say, back in the day, we didn't have that little table. <laughs> in my day, <laughs> you had to peel the cheese off the top of the box. Yeah, yeah it, it happens. You some. need to draw yeah. numbers. If you were lucky, you got to eat the cheese that was stuck in the top of the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's what the noise was doing, huh? He was. He was smashing it, get the cheese. But all he the was top. just like destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know there was uh, plans to make a Noid cartoon at one point? Oh, I could see that. I, I read that. Yeah. I could see that. He did yeah. make it into video yeah, games. They, they scrapped there was it. A, there was a game called Avoid the Noid yeah, and another one called Yo Noid. Wow. Uh, he was also marketed pretty widely. <laughs> Jeez. They discontinued him. I don't know if it's related, but in reading and researching, I found stumbled across this news article that was related to it. And shortly mm-hmm. after this happened, they discontinued the Noid. In 1989, a man named Kenneth Noid. Walked into a Domino's in Chamblee, (laughs) Georgia and robbed them at gunpoint, demanding $10,000 and a getaway car and a copy of the 1985 novel, The Widow's Son. Oh, jeez. What? Like he took hostages in a Domino's and his name was Kenneth Noid. Believe it or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, no, it happened. <laughs> oh my God. But Wait. A copy of the novel, The Widow's Son? Yeah. I'm just telling you. I, I Sometimes people do this to make you think they're crazy so they can plead insanity later. I don't know why he did that. Yeah. He's supposed to ask for Catch in the Rye. Everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah. Every, everyone knows. It's Catch well, in the Rye. First of all, I mean, <laughs> how are you going to get, like, so he went in specifically to take hostages or did he go in to rob the place and the police happened to stop him and then he took hostages because that's a great you're question. You're not going to get $10,000 let's, let's get Kenneth on Domino's. the line. I don't know. Right? <laughs> is he in jail or is, did he survive? What happened to him? No idea. Actually, no I think idea. he survived but they said that at one point during the standoff he got hungry and he forced the employees to make him a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Well, hey, at least it wasn't smushed against the top of the box. You know, oh, he, got man. Sure he, he avoided the Noid. He got it fresh from the store while they were hostages. Yep. Oh, wow. the Noid. And so <laughs> the now noid. the Noid is gone. Yeah, he's Thank in jail, God. apparently. Let's make it a fact. Done. <laughs> Where you going, Susie? To spend the night at Kathy's. Bet you're excited. A little scared, too, Milton. I've never slept away from home. That's only natural. I was nervous my first night here. Really? Sure. I didn't know if you'd like Kellogg's Pop-Tarts, but you did. Milton, did you ever stay at a friend's house? Nope. Couldn't find an extension cord long enough. (laughs) If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. You know, we said earlier on that we wish uh, Mr. Whipple would come back as a cartoon and replace yeah, those right. stupid bears. Yep. So uh, as we're winding up the show here, let me just go around real quick. Is there any mascot that's retired that we talked about or maybe didn't talk about that you wish would make a comeback? And why? <laughs> oh, man. Let's, uh, George, let's start with you. Uh, uh, no doubt in my mind, I want the Duracell Bunny to come back so we can have a deathmatch throwdown between the Energizer Bunny and the Duracell Bunny. I want to see which one comes out on top. <laughs> would they, would they beat each other with the drumsticks? Yeah, drumsticks or, yeah, the eye, you know, or... <laughs> hitting, hitting one with the drum. Yeah, you know, exactly. Goes through it. See what yeah, the Duracell totally bunny to come WWE back. WWE deathmatch style, absolutely. <laughs> I could totally see that. I think I would like the Frito Bandito to come back. Just, <laughs> I mean, just, just. No, I, minute, I think minute, it was clever. I just, I want a non-racist version. I want a sensitive version of the Frito Bandito. Okay, a sensitive version of the Frito is Bandito. Is that possible? Sure. Why not? He could be his character. He just doesn't have to have you know obscene accent or whatever. I think a character that's trying to steal your Fritos would be fun. They could bring him back. I think it would be interesting. So. Yeah, I do free. <laughs> what? It's not a celebrity death match, but I think it'd be cute. <laughs> Mo, who'd you like to have back? Oh, man. If I had to pick one right now, I'd probably want Punchy from Hawaiian Punch. Uh, Hawaiian Punch. Okay. There's a lot of people that just need to get hit. And <laughs> he could be the referee for my death match. <laughs> he yeah, could. No, I'm just thinking, like, there's some things You'd on TV right now. I'm like, wow, I wish Punchy just come in there right now and just smack him. On. <laughs> All right. No Punchy back. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, luckily, a lot of these you can find on YouTube. Mo, you'll probably put a couple of links down below so people can go take a peek at a few of these. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, They're gone. You know, some of the current ones, they feel kind of hollow. I think pretty much they go with celebrities these days. Fair enough. We got a chance to look back on them. That's what these backtracks are all about. So I had fun doing it. Yeah, just think of it. I mean, we all instantly have memories of those products. Yeah, we and there's their catchphrases and their slogans. (laughs) And yeah, they stick. It works. They worked. worked. Well, before we go, I absolutely have to give a quick call out and a thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. I'm talking to you, Corey and Dana and Jessica, Marcus and Roe and Stuart and Stian and Tom and Slow-Mo who joined us since we last spoke. Oh, thank you, Slow-Mo. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate all of you for taking a couple of dollars every month and helping us keep the lights on at Gen X Grown Up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time, I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. And Mo, always appreciate you. Oh, man, it's always fun. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. 
This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. MetLife had to pay the estate of Charles Schultz between $10 and $15 per year to use Snoopy as the mascot. You mean $10 and $15 million. What did I say? $10 and $15. Yeah, it was more than $10 and $15. Yes. Between $10 and $15 million per year to use Snoopy. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!